This is Tom and Bach. Coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. I, I always tell people, I just hope they see a guy that loves what he does. Jake Bakoven. I didn't get any stupider, I know that. Uh, I had never been very smart. Tom and Bach starts now. Welcome in, hour number two, Tom and Bach, Tom Stevens, Jake Bachoven. Looks like uh, Ohio State is going to maybe have to cancel their game tomorrow. Uh, they play Nebraska January 2nd. That's Nebraska's next game, so we'll see huh. <laughs> how Ohio... I mean, I do like... It looks like the Big Ten is going down the road of the ACC where if you do have to cancel a game, it's not a loss. Uh I think that's the way to go. It, it's stupid that all these conferences have different rules, right? Yeah, that doesn't make it any easier. Let's get everybody uniform. You're all playing in the same tournament at the end of the year. That kind of matters. You would think you would get on the same same page uh, concerning these games, but uh, I would like to see it. I, I saw something where some leagues are saying, hey, if you have seven guys available, you have to play. Uh, if you have five, you can play. Does that include grabbing guys from the football team? That's like right. Nebraska did I, that one time. I, I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we could probably find people. It makes you play. wonder if we're going to get in this season. I hope they do. I really hope they. I think. Well, we got it in during a worse situation of COVID last year, right? With fifteen games in thirty days, Nebraska had to play. Um, it just feels with all these bowl games uh, being canceled that who knows? Who knows? Um, that's a little different because you have so many different players. You have so many players, over 100 players in some cases, on a football team, and you're, you're more worried, I guess, about spread. You, could, you can more easily, you would think, contain uh, what's going on within your basketball program. Yeah, and then, you know, just the, you know, it, is, it does hurt, you know, your team to play that many games uh, in that few of days, but they're, it's not like they're not also used to it. I mean, some, in tournament play, that's what you do when it, when you're getting ready for the Big Ten tournament or um, obviously the NCAA tournament. It's a lot of games in a few days, um, even more so in, in the high school ranks and the AAU ranks. So uh, it's just a game that, that'll work itself out that way that they could reschedule and to, to, I just always thought it was silly, even you know, regardless of the situation, um, to have somebody give up a, a forfeit. I know it's unfair; the other team doesn't get the chance to win, but that win doesn't count in my mind as much in the in the win column either. I'll, I'll, you know, if it's up to the eye test or whatever the the uh, um, you know, the resume, I take that one out because you didn't earn it. Uh, hey, by the way, you can call us anytime you want. Uh, Honda of Lincoln Hotline, 464-5685. Sarder Hammond text line, same number. We're on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Uh, you can see our faces uh, as we wave at you. Uh, we'll, we'll do that right now. Uh, you saw this. Uh, we talked about it a bit last week, that Rutgers playing in the Gator Bowl at 5-7. and seven, uh, And that makes Nebraska and Kansas the only two Power 5 schools who have not played in a bowl game over the last five years. I mean, when you say it out loud, that's bad. That's, that's not good. That's your neighbor now. I mean, and it used to be that's your neighbors, and it was just as bad with Rutgers. Don't get me wrong, but Kansas is just known. I mean, over the last 15 years, no team is known for being 
so pitiful at football as Kansas. And now Nebraska's kind of in there. Um, for what it's worth, I think some teams might have broke that streak um, playing in bowl games last year where they just kind of asked you if you wanted to. Right. And, you know, Nebraska had the opportunity to play in a bowl game last year and decided not to. So they could have been off the list there. Um, but it is still – it's very sad um, that that's where you are. And, and it continues just to, to baffle my mind. The more the season kind of passes – the more you look back at it and you go, how did that team go three and nine? Like you knew it, you could predict it every week. You mm-hmm. could see it coming and you expected it by the year, yeah. the end of the season. But the further you get away from it, you just go all American mm-hmm. versatile player back there. The, the best tight end in the big 10 um, that, you know, the, the fourth year starting quarterback tackling machines, adults playing secondary, you know, you just, it, they just had a lot going for them last year. It was a good team. Right. How they went three and nine is beyond me. Uh, one other thing, uh, looks like Mark Whipple, Sean Callahan reporting uh, that Mark Whipple is expected to make between 850000 to $900,000 a year. That'll make him the highest paid coordinator of, of all time, obviously, uh, yeah. at Nebraska. Was, was Troy Walters around there? I mean, uh, around eight fifty. I think he I was. Remember. I think he was around eight hundred, maybe twenty five, yeah. somewhere around there. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, it was expected they, that they might be able to get the million dollar coordinator. I've, that, that it's good news that yeah. you, that you're gonna save a little bit of give him a hundred thousand, make it a hundred. I mean, it's kind of cool, <laughs> a million dollar coordinator. Yeah, just because it's cool, it sounds yeah. cool. They should do that. No, I think if they have an extra hundred thousand around, I've, I've been saying that they need to give that to Shenander. I, I know he already yeah. made some money, uh, but that guy he should in be my the highest mind, paid coordinator on the staff. Oh right? yeah. Well, maybe Whipple does have quite the red, like Whipple's red hot. That's what I like about that coordinator hire is like he just took a guy in, and whether it was him or, you know, the other way around where the quarterback took him, he took Kenny Pickett to the, to the Heisman yeah, ranks. I mean, but he doesn't have Kenny Pickett here. I know, but this <laughs> is the peak of his career. That's what I'm saying. That's why you're paying him uh, is because he's he's coming off a, 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 an incredible year where, you know, there's different stories that go on throughout college football. Yeah. One of the big stories was Kenny Pickett and, and Jordan Addison and that offense and Kenny and, and I already said Kenny Pickett, but uh, <laughs> and Mark Whipple leading it. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, he's hot. Uh, how hot will he be when he doesn't have Kenny Pickett? Uh, we'll find out. I mean, that'll be a true test. Nebraska, which quarterback do they get? They're obviously not getting that type of a quarterback in the pool, or maybe they will. I mean, maybe he can develop somebody. Uh, Casey Thompson would be my pick right now. Uh, But Nebraska, who knows uh, where they end up. I think maybe if you stay patient, because everybody's going to panic, right? If you don't have a quarterback. I've stopped getting excited about quarterbacks in the pool. Let's face it, you're going to have to have a quarterback by January 18th. That's when school starts. Uh, I mean, you would like to see him enrolled by that time, right? Whoever that guy is, get him enrolled and get him going. So there's not as much time as you might think uh, to go get a guy. Do you think that there is something to Logan Smothers? <laughs> I don't want to say scaring off uh, you know, a quarterback out of the portal, but maybe maybe that's a factor, right? I mean, because yeah. it, it's kind of evident at this point that they're looking for their starter, but the starter might be looking at that Iowa tape or you know, just kind of what, what they've seen and who he's going to compete with and understand – Logan's going to provide some competition. I think Logan's a good quarterback. Yeah. I, I said it last year I, that everybody said, not everybody, but most were saying Heinrich Harburg is your backup. And I thought, no, 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 no. Uh, he hasn't had a chance to learn this offense at a high enough level. First-year guy. That's a lot to ask. Uh, and I just thought Logan, uh, being, being the, you know, apply, his dad was his coach in high school. I mean, he's he's – He's a quarterback. I mean, he's a bred to be a quarterback. And I just thought 
you know, he's going to pick up this offense, and you'd heard that about him, his football IQ pretty high. I just thought all along he was going to be that guy. And I thought more just talking with coaches, uh, like Barry Thompson, who used to be on us uh, with us with DP, very high on Logan Smothers, having watched his tape. And a lot of the coaches that we talked to were very high on him. I think there's a chance he wins the job. I really do. I, and I hope it is him. I, I hope he does win the job. I really hope for him that he does. And I think if, if you don't get a, a huge name, I think that it's just going to be a competition. I think you'll have yeah. an opportunity, and the huge names are basically out, yeah. of the, yeah. out of the play in this situation, unless you know more of them join after the bowl games like we saw with Wyoming's quarterback. But, yeah, um, yeah I mean, it, it's just fascinating because I think that maybe that does play a bigger factor than what we would think maybe from the inside where you know it, it's, it's pretty obvious yeah. they're looking for their starter, but – it's it's gonna be a fight and, and it's not just it's not just to win the job. It's yeah. if you struggle for a quarter, Logan's over there on the sidelines. Yeah. If you you know, if you have a bad game, okay, well now there's yeah. murmurs because there's a capable backup there. He showed me enough against Iowa that he could be the guy. Oh yeah, he can uh, win I, the game. I think the ceiling could be fairly high. I didn't know he doesn't have a big gun. He doesn't have a big arm. Um but I think I would like to think that his decision making could be pretty good, and that's really what has hurt Nebraska over the last few years is decision making. That's not athletic ability that has hurt Nebraska at the, the quarterback position so much. Uh, are we about ready for box tops? Yeah. All right. Uh, play the sounder. Let's go. Category today. We're celebrating sexy Rexy. Rex Burkhead uh, with his career date yesterday, 149 yards to lead Houston in their victory in the NFL. So anytime you get a chance to, to bring up Rex Burkhead, we will. So we'll go through our top 10 uh, career highlights for Rex Burkhead. Uh, I, I did I did throw an NFL one in there as yep. well because it's kind of fun. And it's hard to get to 10, to be honest with you, unless, you, <laughs> unless you're, you know, you really can kind of remember some of these plays. But some of it's just kind of um, the way he went about things and sure. the way that Nebraska used him. Very versatile. So uh, we'll start with number 10. I've got some uh, I've got some highlights to go through Beautiful. as well here, but not on every one of them. Um, so number 10, I'll, I'll say uh, the way that he finished off his career was pretty uh, good against Georgia in the final game. Now, Nebraska did not win that one, but they ran. he ran 24 times for a season-high 140 yards, also caught a couple passes as well. Uh, if you remember, his senior year did not go as planned. He got injured pretty early, um, and so they kind of had to rely on Amir a little bit more than they wanted to in 2012, but it was good to see him at, at least finish his career uh, on a high note with 140 yards. They didn't win, but still a, a good performance. I was at that bowl Rex. game yeah. in Orlando. You remember Rex showing out a little yeah, bit there? He was, I, I was surprised how good. And he already knew, but in that game, he was a really good receiver. Uh, and he's proved that in the NFL. I mean, that's one of the reasons he's still in the NFL. He's an all-around running back. He can do everything pretty well, and that's why he's going to keep getting jobs in the league. Yeah, I think Bill Belichick, who used to obviously used to pay for the Patriots, called him a, a rare four-down player because yeah. he's obviously got the skills to be the third down back. You can Absolutely. tote the rock with him first and second down, and then the biggest thing is his versatility, and it's, he's just a special teams demon. I mean, he's perfect for any special teams unit. He's a good pass blocker. Yeah. Uh, he's he's just a complete back. Yeah, and I think he did at least. And you, you wonder, he was coming off a big injury last year, um, so it was good to see him get this game because yeah, he's, he's getting older, and you know you wonder how, how much is longer he? he's thirty one. Thirty one, pretty that's that, higher than running back. Years. That's old for running back. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it was good to see him with what he did yesterday. I'm sure he's got a job yeah. at least next year, and hopefully yeah. the year after that. So I mean, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'll go to number nine. I do have a highlight for this one. I suppose I'll play the highlights first, and then kind of explain Love it. what's going on there. Number nine, Rex Burkhead's uh, number nine play in Rex Burkhead's career. Tripped up and keeps his feet, and Burkhead scores. Touchdown, Nebraska. 
That's the touchdown in the Iowa State game in 2010 in overtime. If you remember, Nebraska won that, I think 31-30. Ended up, Iowa State went for two. Eric Haig picked off uh, the two-point conversion, and Nebraska got away with the win. But uh, that was uh, Rex Burkhead's sophomore year when he really came on. His freshman year, he played a little bit, but his sophomore year really came on, uh, and that was uh, one of the the more, uh, the better moments of that sophomore career uh, to get the game-winning go-ahead touchdown. Nice. Love it. Uh, this one I don't have highlights for, but we talked about his versatility. He actually had a game against Colorado in 2010. You would remember Nebraska would use him in pass passing situations sure. as well. I mean, he yeah. was kind of their trick play specialist. He actually passed for two touchdowns against Colorado in 2010. He did? Yeah. Uh, from the Wildcat? or what was? I it? think just they did like the pitch out. Remember Marlon Lucky would definitely do that all the time. Oh, or, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Bill Callahan would do that. Yeah, that's right. Um, just pitch it to him, and, to and it. he threw it on the run, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So uh, so he, that shows you part of his versatility there. Uh, number seven on my list, I don't believe I have necessarily a play even uh, specifically here, but we, but you mentioned it, the Wildcat. He was used heavily in the Wildcat, even his freshman season late in 2009 in the Holiday Bowl. He ended up having 17 carries for 89 yards and even scored a touchdown there. Uh, but 2009 and 2010, uh, predominantly when Nebraska was trying to w- look for a weapon, um, Zach Lee kind of struggled in the passing game once in a while. Uh, Taylor Martinez after his injury, the same thing. So in 2009, 2010, several games just kind of came down right. to the offense is Rex Burkett and the Wildcat. Yeah, why doesn't Nebraska run the Wildcat now? I mean, they do direct snap it sometimes yeah. to the running back. I, I would just like to see a running back. You know, you know it's going to be the Wildcat. I, I, everybody does, especially on the goal line. I guess maybe yeah. you didn't do it because you had Adrian, who's who's a running back kind of You're playing enough, quarterback. Yeah. He's big enough where he can take it, but. I would like to see Nebraska go back to more Wildcat, especially in goal line situations. Yeah, it was a little before 2009, 2010 with the whole Wildcat craze with the Dolphins and Ronnie Brown and Ricky uh, Williams. But that was sweet. That was a cool time in football. Oh, absolutely. When the Wildcat was was big. Uh, let's go to number six here. This was to start off uh, the 2012 season, Rex senior year. Rex's senior year. So, you, you know, you thought maybe some Heisman hope uh, early on. First game of the year against Southern Miss. First, first down to the ball game. Draw play, Burkett, Bob. Got it back. Still on his feet. Fought it. Touchdown, Nebraska. Great way to start the year for Rex Burkhead. 57-yarder, which was a career high at the time. He actually kind of added that to his uh, repertoire his senior year. He started to become a, a big breakaway back. He had a 61-yarder uh. against Idaho State, which bested that Southern Miss one. Even a 73-yarder against Ohio State. That wasn't a loss, so I, I didn't put it on here. Um, but like I said, his, his senior year was limited due to injuries, um, but he did add that versatility or that extra kind of switch um, to be able to break off big ones as senior year he didn't really do that too much his uh, his first three years in Lincoln he was great in a phone booth like he, he could get into spaces and then get out of them like nobody I've ever remembered playing running back at Nebraska yeah I mean just so so versatile so so shifty um the power the speed yeah. just the perfect blend of a it's, running back he had a pretty good spin move yeah I mean he was just stiff was, arm yeah he was tough just tough as nails. Yeah. Uh, let's go to his NFL career real quick. Uh, I believe this plays the highlight of his NFL career. New England's tried to play action earlier. I can't see it here. This has to be a run. Second and goal to Burkhead. Burkhead to the end zone. Hello, Super Bowl. New England is heading back again for the third straight year. 
It wasn't the flashiest of plays, but no. it was a two-yard run that clinched the Super Bowl, so that's one that he's always going to remember. That was an overtime win against Kansas City in 2019. Yeah, he didn't get to go to Disney World, though. He didn't? <laughs> I don't think he was MVP. He oh, yeah. No, he wasn't MVP. I'm sure he's been to Disney World. No, he's been. He, he's got enough money where he can go to Disney World anytime he wants. Yeah, I think that's yeah. less of uh, less cool than it once was. That's because right. Because anybody that wants to go to Disney World... If they can afford they can it, pretty we'll much just, go, to just Disney go to Disney World. World. I've been to Disney World. Yeah. I don't have a I've lot of money. I've been to Disney World. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool experience. Yeah. But you don't have to win a championship to get there. No, you don't. Uh, number four on my list. This was after Rex Burkhead's time at Nebraska, but still at it still happened in Memorial Stadium. I think we all know this one. And he, he's wearing the number 22, guys. It is Jack Hoffman of Team Jack coming out of the field right now. And there's fourth down and short. Jack Hoffman, who's been adopted really by this football team, a young man who has battled brain cancer, is on the field right now for the Huskers. One more snap for Taylor Martinez, too, who will hand it off to Jack. So Taylor gets the shotgun set, gives it to Jack. Here he goes. He's got blockers out in front. There he goes. running the midfield crowd as Jack Hoffman, the young man that, as I mentioned, has really been adopted by this football team to score a touchdown. Oh, wow. What a moment. And both benches empty. That, that was a moment right there. It just gives you the chills every yeah. time you listen to it. And, yeah. uh, of course, he, he uh, kind of partnered with uh, to Jack Hoffman over the years. I think still at times will uh, represent the, the Jack Hoffman Foundation or, or, or what it's called on his shoes yeah. at times in the NFL. So a uh, very cool moment and to see him, to Jack, for him to do that in the 22, his favorite player's jersey, very cool. I wonder if anybody could have guessed how big that moment became, how viral it went. I mean, it was – a. It was a huge deal, not just in Lincoln, Nebraska, and Nebraska in general, it, nationally. Yeah, right? that was uh, ESPN Sports Center top ten for a while. Uh, I'll always be upset because I left that game. You left? <laughs> yeah, the spring game. I usually go sure. watch the starters, and then if I have something else, I leave. Oh man, I left just before that happened. I was there. Yeah, I, was there. I, I bet it. it was special. It was special. <laughs> I know it was. You can watch the video place. if you'd like. I know, but it's I wish I would have been yeah, there. You should have been there. All right, number three on our top ten list of career moments uh, for Rex Burkhead. I wonder if that is, counts as a carry for Burkhead right there. Seriously. Broke the he record. had to be close. He broke the record on that right there. That's a heck of a way to break the record, isn't it? Kill the clock in the quarterback times and here carries hands you the ball. He deserves it, though. And they're making the announcement over the public address to the crowd as we speak. A record 38 carries for Rex Burkett. That's a lot of carries. That's crazy. 38 carries in the win against Iowa. He ran for 160 that day in a touchdown in the 20-7 to victory over Iowa. That was 2011. Um, so, uh, very, very cool moment. I forgot that they just handed it to him so he could kneel it for the record. That's right. He, he actually he lost three yards on that. Yeah, yeah. On that carry. That's right. I, for, I, I did as well. He just took the carry. He didn't try to gain any yards. He just took a knee. Yeah. Um, but 38 carries, you think we'll ever see that in our lifetime at Nebraska? 
Probably not. Maybe. <laughs> it's yeah. hard to imagine with the running backs that they've had lately yeah. that you'd rely on somebody that much. But, you know, maybe Amir had some games like in that. the 30s, right? Or upper Close 20. to it, yeah. Yeah, he had some games. 38's a lot. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. But he was so durable. That points to his durability. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly, I mean, that's a Nebraska-Iowa game, isn't it? Yeah, give you a running back. That's right. Years. I don't. I don't remember if Mark Wiseman was around at that time. Oh gosh. But I bet that was probably that type of game. He was. He was pretty good, but he was also awful at the same <laughs> yeah, time. He was. He was the best Flashes bad running back. Really good. He was the best bad running back I think I've seen. <laughs> uh, when I think of Rex Burkhead, I always go to one game in particular. So let's get to the top two, uh, for, for our top two plays that I remember Rex Burkhead had from 2011 against Ohio State. This was the go-ahead score in the largest comeback in school history. Steady dose of Burkhead finds a save inside the turn. So that was the go-ahead score. Number one on the list, the play that I think people remember yeah. even better was the swing pass where he made a in miss and then took it to the house. Martinez with Simon after him. Dumps it off. Burkhead a nice move. Burkhead up the sideline. And that game, I think a lot of people remember uh, several different players. Levante David just kind of changed the game. Yep, absolutely, uh, with the tackle yeah. on, on uh, Taking Braxton, Braxton Miller. Miller yep. um, Stanley Jean-Baptiste, of course. Uh, how about Stanley? Gets how a about lot. Stanley? But Rex really made a mark in that game. He had 96 rushing yards in the fourth quarter, including that 17-yard um, run that, we, that I gave to you uh, with about five minutes left. He also set his career best with receptions with five, which he did several times. He was, he was um, always the threat out of the backfield, but 59 um, yards, including that 30-yard touchdown uh, catch, which tied the game in the fourth quarter of course the greatest comeback in nebraska football history uh rex was a huge part of that happer was among those who left remember blank the bleeping fans yeah uh came out of that uh, from bo Pelini. He was really mad that a lot of the students had left that game uh and happer has admitted like you left the hoffman run yeah. before the hoffman run he left uh, at halftime i think of that game I always find that hilarious that Bo Pelinian got so frustrated over that yeah. um, just because they're still like... It's the great... You should be celebrating and he's angry. That's a perfect yeah. Bo Pelini moment. <laughs> and there's all still 70,000 fans cheering you there. Like, yeah, that's, it's, not, that's, that's not like an empty house. Yeah. Yeah, he always looked for the bad in everything, didn't yeah. he? Uh, but that's one of the things... Us I, against the world because uh, a few people left. Absolutely. Uh, good list. Uh, we can change back. We move uh, to different seats so uh, you could take over... Uh, the highlights there, the Rex highlights. So we'll move back. It's easier to do that than to move the cameras around. Uh, but that was fun. I enjoyed that. Rex, of course, the reason we're celebrating Rex, 149 yards, two TDs, his best his career day Yeah. Uh, yesterday with the Texans. So that was a great day. And I, they actually didn't show many of the ESP, uh, highlights on ESPN. I was like, of course this should didn't. be all of Rex. And it was <laughs> barely any Led Rex. the league in rushing this week. That's right. I mean, you got to love that. Uh, let's get to break. Come back with more. It's Tom and Bach. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.